So I'm speaking with uh, uh, with the composing team known as Fallen Your Sword. Um, they have composed the fantastic scores to movies like Another Earth and uh, Lola Versus. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Pleasure. Thank you. And uh, so firstly, I suppose I would like to know the origin of the name Fallen Your Sword and, and why you decided to take that, that moniker. Um, well, Fallen Your Sword began... Um, its uh, origins, I guess, were as a band and a kind of video art project. And the first batch of songs that were recorded um, way back when, probably like five or six years ago at this point, were all uh, based on the score to Flash Gordon. Um, so the, the, the phrase fall on your sword is actually a line that Ming says in Flash Gordon, and it just kind of stuck. And then when uh, Phil and I decided to form Fall on Your Sword, to turn it into more of a business and a composing, film composing duo, we uh, chose to keep the name and like call it the same thing and put everything under one umbrella. I'll, I'll uh -huh. yeah. Have you seen a, I don't know if you saw the movie Ted that opened this weekend, the Seth MacFarlane <laughs> film. It's a, they have huge Flash Gordon references throughout the entire film. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have to check that out. Um, yeah, we actually still perform a couple of the tunes when we when we play live. There's one of the one of the tracks that we have called Rocket Cycle, which is the dialogue between Flash and uh, and uh, Wotan Boltar, I think his name is the guy with the wings. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, they had the I forget the actor's name, but he he made this cameo and he he was a major character in the in the movie. It was really funny. <laughs> um, but uh, so, how did you guys meet, and uh, when did you decide to to become musical collaborators? Um, we're actually both grew up about four or five tube stops away from each other in West London, mm -hmm. but we never met until um, we were actually in New York. And we, the first thing we did together was a soccer boot, football, how we like to call it, boot, <laughs> a commercial that won a gold lion in Cannes. And um, we kind of took it from there, it grew from there. We wanted to uh, find a home for all our different branches of artistic output. So um, we started Fall on Your Sword, mm -hmm. uh, find a home for our various outputs. <laughs> and uh, so as collaborators, um do you guys, you guys work together on most of everything, or do you do you like to split up duties and you know you take this scene or I take this scene and stuff like that? It really kind of depends. Like every every project is different. Sometimes you know we complement each other pretty well in terms of our various skills. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, with Another Earth, it was like one process. With Lola, it was another. With Lola versus, it was really like the two of us in the studio kicking the ball around together and and kind of coming up with themes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And with Another Earth, like some of the cues, we I, I would kind of take some of the more like orchestral string stuff, and then Phil would like inject his like guitar-y weirdness into it. And uh, it really, yeah, it really kind of yeah. Every every experience is different, but um, I guess the the thing that's similar in every process is we have like a conversation right at the beginning of a project about what the sound palette is going to be, and kind of choose our weapons accordingly. <laughs> Um, we tend to like do each score with a with a particular instrument in mind, and and you know that gives 
a movie its own unique voice, I guess. Sometimes we'll right. buy an instrument or, or learn a new instrument or something like that. But that's and, always kind of interesting. And um, so, as you know, as film composers, where do you draw the most uh, musical inspiration from when when you're working on a project? Is it the characters, the plot, the setting? I mean, I know it's like a combination of everything, but what what speaks to you the most when you are defining a soundscape? Like, what what do you really look at? I guess it's our job to help reinforce the story, and that's really the main. That's probably the first thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the what is the journey that we're going on, and what you know, how to how do we fit into that as, as composers and what is the, the sound palette? You know, with with Another Earth, it was really about, Mike wanted to have a nod to the sci-fi element, which was very obvious that that's going to be kind of synths and, you know, analog stuff going through amps and whatnot, but then have this human story with the more orchestral elements. And I guess with Lola, it was a, another conversation like that that we had with Daryl and he really helped to kind of guide us as to what he wanted the score to sound like. Like it obviously needed to sound like it was coming from Lola's world and there's a real sort of Brooklyn influence, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which I, I I do, I really love uh, the Lola versus score. It's a very, and I, I got it from, it's a very character-centric score. Um, what was the goal musically for that specific film, for that character? Um, they, they always wanted us to elevate the comedy, mm -hmm. and um, we were interested in doing a romantic comedy to juxtapose the human story, stroke sci-fi, um, another Earth uh, score. You know, we didn't want to get categorized as sci-fi film score, right. electronic outfit. So it was a good challenge to approach that film and bring a, I guess, a different mood to it than mm -hmm. before. And uh, the instrumentation played a big part in that. Um, it needed to be in her universe, you know, the kind of things she was listening to, the, you know, her friend's band, the neighborhood she was in. So we, we chose our instruments. There's a couple of, there's, I mean, it's weird how it's all been shot in really close to the Fall On Your Sword studios and there's a crazy coincidence actually that, like I guess it was a year ago, a year and a half ago, there was a film shoot happening outside my apartment. I live three blocks away from the studios and I remember it being like really noisy and I was I open my window and, and yell at them and I'm really glad that I didn't because it turned out that they were shooting as a, a scene in the movie where Lola's like drunkenly trying to get into uh, Henry's apartment and that's uh -huh my front door like out of <laughs> so yeah I mean that say so, yeah, at the time you, you weren't you didn't know if you, you were going to work on the movie or not yeah exactly <laughs> we met Daryl like a, a few months later and was like hang on a minute I think you were shooting outside my apartment the other day <laughs> um I also love the the female vocal motif that you used throughout the film was that was that something that you used specifically for her character and what would it have been like if you omitted that completely um, I guess at first Phil was doing those vocals, which was like we oh. <laughs> wanted to. Uh, right at the beginning, we talked with Daryl about how we had that idea, and he was really into it, and the oh. producers were really into it. So we we did a scratch bunch of vocals with Phil doing this like very high. Obviously, it was going to be replaced, but we got kind of attached to them actually. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I can't imagine what that would have. 
Maybe there's an alternate album in there somewhere. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, we 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 came up with the vocal idea a little way into the process. We were looking for an instrument that you know spoke to to Lola and could achieve all the different things she was going through. And uh, yeah, we came up with the idea of using a female vocal like, as an instrument, lyrically, but sonically, I guess, and uh, it really worked well. Great She's job. great. Her name's Kat Auster. She's got a, a band called The Goodnight Darlings with her husband Wilson. Mm -hmm. She's, uh, I think, they're on tour right now, actually, down down south. But um, yeah, she was, she killed it. She yeah, was, yeah, it was really beautiful. It really added this, I mean, a great human element to it. And it just didn't didn't really sound like vocals. It just came across as another instrument sound palette yeah. to everything. Phil said that was kind of yeah, it's really important to us for it to really live in that, live like a an instrument rather than just plopping a vocal on top. Right, right. Um, now, I've made films with, uh, with very close friends and, 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 you know, I guess people kind of laugh when you read in the trade magazines, you know, they've so-and-so departed because of creative differences, but it happens. And how do you deal with, do you guys deal with creative differences, you know, if, if one of you wants to go left, the other goes right, how do you come to a, a compromise? Oh, you know, you've got to, you know, that's the, the big challenge you have to learn you know, we've we've been doing this a long time, so our studio etiquette is pretty highly developed, and you know when when you're bringing something to the table, or if you're just getting in the way. So you know how to know when we're. It's all about trust, really. I feel like we, you know, if 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 we have a different idea of a of a way that a cue is going to go, or or not even just in film scores, but on like our own, you know work on like our own albums or whatever, we trust each other enough to know that we need to at least pursue that other person's idea mm -hmm. extent and then we'll kind of decide whether or not that was a good idea. <laughs> Have you guys ever gotten like a huge fight? No, not really. I think so, actually. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> we we had a, did all that fighting in other bands before this one. Yeah, so. this is all about not fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you get to an age where you're just like, you know, Move on. Yeah, leave your ego at the door. You Quick know? discussion and move on. Right. And uh, I mean, you talk about you, you have your live performances and your, your other musical backgrounds. Uh, were you? Did you try to bring the kind of kind of band mentality to how you work with film scores? Um, I guess to some extent. I mean, it's it's hard to say really. We're we're kind of composers before before anything else really. Uh -huh. Before the band, the band is like a nice. Sort of footnote in a way at this point to what we to what we do, but I would say it's more the other way around. I, I tend to sort of bring more of a film composer aspect to the to the band than the band to the film composing. Okay, that's cool because a lot of I know a lot of composers they come from a rock background and they try to bring kind of this I guess more of a, a band aspect to their composing. But it's cool to see that you reversed well, it. Yeah, I came from more of a band background. Yeah, I came into the other way, so I guess that helps our. Mm -hmm as well you know and um, you know I, I guess all your experiences you know contribute to your overall sound somehow you know things sleeps in, seeps into your subconscious but uh, falling your sword is a yeah like a, a combination of all the different influences that we both had throughout the years and uh, it's yeah found its unique voice that way I guess which you and you guys do you have a very 
unique sound, very unique voice, and I and I did. I mean, I, another Earth and and Little Verses. Those are the first time I was experienced to your music through those scores. But I really love what you guys are doing. So, thank you. Um, but to I guess to 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 wrap things up, I always like to ask composers uh, if you had the chance to score any film ever made, with no disrespect to the original composer, what movie would you choose? Um, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think because it's probably one of my favorite scores and it's actually the first record I ever bought, I was seven or eight, I think, it would probably be The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Oh, yes. <laughs> We've talked a lot about wanting to do a Western anyway and I think that that would, I don't know, that would be a really interesting thing to, to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, Morricone's score is like, it's kind of the one for me, but yeah. you know, I could improve on it. Oh, I mean, Leone is my favorite director. He's Once Upon a Time in the West, I think, is my favorite movie of all time. So, <laughs> um, so that's the same answer for both of you? Yeah, I'd go along with that. <laughs> You'd probably have a go at Blade Runner as well. Damn, right. Right. Yeah, the Blade Runner sequel. Yeah. Put in a good word. <laughs> yeah, start talking to Ridley. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what Vangelis would come up with this time around. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm out of questions for you guys now, but uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time. It was a real pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait to hear uh, more of your ventures in the future, and hopefully we get to do this again sometime. Awesome. Thanks thank you. a lot.